0: today's episode is brought to you by onlysteves.com onlysteves.com is the only place to get exclusive content from mike like the ynk podcast plus where we release two exclusive episodes every month or music premium where mike releases two never heard before exclusive songs every month so head on over to onlysteves.com today and check it out i'd say we're good to go
1: we're good to go. Are we live? Are we rolling?
0: Yeah, I feel pretty good about it.
1: I feel good, too.
2: We
0: got all our cuss words out of the way?
2: Let's
1: get them all out. Well, I feel good because I got my buddy Chase Rice here. Chase is, uh, we were just talking about in the kitchen. I want to say we've been bantering back and forth online for probably about three, four years now, probably, right?
2: Yeah. It's like a Twitter um, exchange. Initially. You went to Duke, right? Yeah. You played baseball at Duke. And you were a UNC football player, right? Yeah, I played football at Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's how, so... That's how I heard about you originally. And we've kind of came up the same way, which is pretty sick. Yeah. Like, you mean from sports to? Well, sports to, like, also how we, uh, like, musically. Yeah. It's, it's, to me, there's, we were just kind of talking about it. I've seen four guys just explode overnight. Mm-hmm. And it was FGL first. Uh, uh, who was that? Uh, Sam Hunt, mm-hmm. Luke Combs, now Morgan Wallen's mm-hmm. the, the thing um so i kind of like saw those four things happen and explode that was never my path yeah not at at all yeah i'm the same fucking way i mean i'm
1: you know it's a a different sphere than country i feel like country has a bit like especially since being in nashville and like getting close with charlie and Er Mm -hmm. charlie handsome and Ernest. Ernest is a buddy of mine i've written with
2: both of them yeah
1: yeah of course and that we we kind of bantered back and forth with them in the mix but those guys kind of Brought me into the Nashville scene. I got to take a look. It's, it still has, it not an. I won't. I won't use the word outdated, or I won't use the word like old boy, like a good old boy vibe of the business aspect of it. But it's still very structured, even in the world of how music's changing so fast and evolving from traditional. To streaming and, like, the TikToks it's, it's and, like... It's fucked, man. It's crazy. It's a wild. It's the Wild West. It is. It's the Wild, Wild West, 100%. I don't...
2: So my biggest thing with TikTok was... My biggest thing with all of it is... And it hasn't always been this way, but it is now. Uh, it has to be about the music for me. If it's not about the music, then I don't, I don't give a fuck if I'm famous. I don't give a fuck if... Uh, what I, I don't what I don't really know what I don't give a fuck about. I know what I do give a fuck about. It's... I want people to know my music... Mm-hmm. And I want people to come to shows and sing the songs.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And and that's the cool part about what I kind of just talked about where. The style. You get to see these guys the literally all four of those guys have been buddies. I would say I'm the least close with Luke of all those mm-hmm. guys, which is weird because we we're in the same high school, but him and I aren't close. The other three, FGL, Sam, Wallen, we're all close. So I've gotten to see them skyrocket, but through my slower path, mm-hmm. It's like um, you get to see how the whole thing changes, and the thing with me is, if it doesn't, if it ever stops being about how good the music is, yeah, I don't even want to fucking do it Mm
3: -hmm.
2: because that's what matters. And if TikTok can blow a song up, cool, as long as it blows a song up, right, right. It doesn't. It shouldn't be about me, and and that's my view of it. Like I know there's a lot. I couldn't be more aligned.
1: Couldn't be more aligned. I mean, it's. There's, there's something to be said about the the brick-by-brick brick approach to building anything, you know what I mean? And, like, I was just going to say, I was actually going to, that was one of the things I wanted to open up with. It's like, you're kind of, I don't know if you have this realization, but, like, you're kind of sneaky in that, like, led, you're kind of country legend. You've been doing it for, <laughs> no, really, like. It's been 10 years. There's really, yeah, yeah, doing it for a while and steady, a steady incline, but, like, just a steady presence, even, even a celebrity aspect for somebody who doesn't give a fuck about it. Yeah. Like when I'm in Nashville, every little every little shorty I bump into brings up a Chase Rice. You know, like all the dogs, all the homies, Earn, Charlie, those all are the
0: little, little shorties,
1: all the shorties. But yeah, <laughs> I
0: have a question. Luke Combs went to your high school. Yeah. And then Caleb, Caleb Presley, Presley, Presley went to your high school. Yeah. Yeah. What fucking high school is this? What? this high school.
2: Just fucking
1: rock stars.
2: <laughs> Just a
0: rock fucking star. Fucking no one went to my high Four school. Four
2: small A school in the what? mountains of North Carolina. What's it called? AC Reynolds. Wow. Yeah. Just three rock stars. I
1: just, I just was on. Caleb's the best man. He is. I just had him on. I was just talking to him last night on Facetime. He's in Los Angeles. He thought I was there, but I'm not. Like, what a fucking guy! I love that guy. he's awesome. I've known him forever. Yeah, he's in LA. Yeah, he's He's, in LA right now. um,
2: He was texting me this morning. We were texting. Yeah, about something. Have you
1: done a Sunday conversation yet? Uh, I have. Yeah, that's
0: where it just came out. That's where where I heard about the high schools. Oh shit. Mean, yeah, I texted him this
2: I said, "Hey, dude, we're famous. We're TikTok famous." <laughs> <laughs> and he, yeah. he said, "We are." <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I saw apparently. that video
0: on TikTok, so there you go. Yeah, there and you so go. I didn't.
2: So that was a weird one to me. It's it's, I uh, <clears throat> I don't do my social media anymore. And Kaiser, my video content, social media, whatever guy, mm-hmm. call him that. Mm-hmm. He's badass, and he showed me this morning. He said, "We got a," or he actually sent a screenshot to me and my day to day manager because that's who I do all my socials through. They'll yeah. send me something and I'll be like, okay, we're gonna do this or we're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like I said, it has to go back to, to music. If right. it's not about the music, I don't really give a fuck. Right.
0: In the Bible, many people experienced name changes. And those name changes were very pivotal moments in their lives. You have transformed through your time here and you need to have a new name that represents that transformation. I'm excited for all the journeys you'll go on from here, and I trust that you will impact many people's lives in the process. I'm honored to have known you. For now, your name is Steve. Onlysteves.com.
1: And it's really, it's really, I don't want to, it's really like something we talked about in the kitchen. It's just like what I was, my point, I don't want to get past is like from the outside a guy just known you and just you know this is our first time meeting which we were both like is this the first time i couldn't remember if we'd hung out or yeah, not because we just talked so long just been been that kind of vibe but and i drank a lot yeah i drank so much i remember like we've had multiple <laughs> nights when i was in nashville like
3: <laughs> yo on facetime
1: where are you but like never got I'm to. where you
0: just were three minutes ago exactly yeah,
2: like,
0: like yeah. dude actually i ran into you in nashville Do you remember that probably not Probably not. I was like, I was a rooftop in a, on Broadway. You were with Gavin DeGraw.
2: Okay. And it was I, his bar then probably.
0: I briefly just, just said hello. And I said, I work with, with this guy over here. And yeah. Uh, it was just a quick little hello, but. Yeah. Dude, so
2: the last year, I two was years of my up. life <laughs> have been like, it's, it's coming up on two years now in March mm-hmm. where it's when COVID started. Right. And that has been an absolute shit storm. It's like I, I so I did football at Carolina. Mm-hmm. What years were you at Duke? I graduated uh, 2013 or 2012. Okay, I was 04 to 09, so I was a couple years before. Yep, you. yep. Morgan Reed's the hottest soccer player in the world, by the way. Who? She Morgan? played at Duke.
1: Ah. I what year she was, was she? I think I don't think I was there with her. I don't know. I don't think I was there with her.
2: yeah, good for you. So, the good, soccer gals. Good for Duke soccer. Soccer
1: gals were like my favorite gals in college. Yeah. I don't know why. We just were the baseball team. I dated team.
2: A, a girl at Carolina, and mm. they were the best soccer team in the world. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's you know, some ever. something about the baseball and the soccer, I don't know, what, football. Did you guys hang out with the soccer team when you at uh, Carolina? Yeah, yeah, I dated
2: a girl that was that was on the team and mm-hmm. she was and the, she was all disappointed. Like the big disappointment in her <laughs> life was that they only won one national title at Carolina apparently. Champagne that's problems a right problem. there. Yeah, that's a big problem.
1: Um them, but, right. but man, it's uh it's just like it's really cool to see somebody who you, you kind of you kind of hinting at it but just just building slow and steady, because that it is how we've approached it, you know, and a, a lot of the things you say I align with a lot. Yeah. But just, I want you to understand that, like, kind of getting into that little space where you're, you're kind of a legend. You're like a Nashville <laughs> legend, for real. Everyone's seen you, been around, you've just been doing it for, and I feel like you're doing it for the right reasons. People feel
2: that. That's you know? the key. Yeah. yeah, people feel that. I think, so that's what I was kind of getting at, the, the pre-COVID years of my life mm-hmm. in music. It went from music to, um, it went from music to, or sorry, from sports to music. Like, it was an accident. Mm -hmm. So my dad got me a guitar when I was in college at Carolina. I started writing songs, but I was trash. Yeah. I was How it starts. And um, then I moved to Nashville. I remember texting. So I grew up with Brian from FGL. Do you know those guys? Yeah, yeah. So Charlie brian brian's fucking awesome man mm-hmm. um tyler i didn't get to know till i moved to town mm-hmm. um and it's weird we, we've had a weird dynamic in our relationships over the years because brian's a guy i grew up with i'd send him songs i'd be like hey man what do you think about this for my first record out of college yeah and he'd be like man i think you should go with maybe she's in texas over beach beauty queen because Whatever fucking reason, they were both trash. Yeah, but <laughs> he would he would help me along the way, and then Tyler said the same thing. Tyler, that's when I moved or I, I visited him in town, and mm-hmm. we lived on Benham Avenue. Um, this was before I even lived with him, but yeah, um, they would play me songs, I'd play them songs, and I was way behind them. Right. Like they were already like, "Damn, you guys are good." Mm. Um, and no matter what the fuck anybody says about Florida George Line. Yeah, they're fucking legends. You sell out stadiums and arenas. Their catalog's crazy. Like just they hit. can give you the finger all day long and be like, nah, we're good. It's literally, the proof. I saw
0: them at the Iowa State Fair and it was phenomenal. Yeah. Just you forget how many heaters they have. Oh yeah. So many hits. That that they, got a bunch of classics. they play another one and everyone's like, ah, and you're like, oh fuck, I forgot about this one. Yeah. It yeah. happened like ten times in a row.
1: So when you're yeah. so when you're with these guys, um when this story you're kind of just referencing when they're playing. I you, want to go through it all. In yeah, this I'd love to. I'd love about to. About let's yeah. let's go slow. it's been with a this. really
2: weird ten years. Yeah. Especially the last
1: two. So this right here, what this era where you guys are going jamming, playing each other your, your songs, are they popular yet? Or are they no. just Okay, so they're they're in Nashville with the same intention. They're getting started. They have they yeah, have some be like we'd
2: play at Hotel Indigo, guitars. Okay. And I'd be in the middle, and they'd be on Tyler's my right, Browns on the left. Like love that. They'd sing Backwoods Beauty Queen, and and I think Tyler had a song called Black Tears that Aldine ended up cutting. hmm So it's man, I really think the music industry is fucking awesome mm-hmm. because it it's not like sports. Sports is I'm better. or You're pitching to me, or yeah, yeah. I'm fucking lined up across the line of scrimmage from you, and best man wins. Yeah, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Music is not that. Mm. It's it's a lot of politics, mm. but it's also I do believe if you give it the time, everybody tries to fucking explode overnight, and, right? And and you know make it happen that quick because they see the new new trend. I've done it. Mm-hmm. I have songs that literally sound like Sam Hunt mm. because I respected Sam so much that I wanted to do what he was doing. Mm. But that's not me. Right. That wasn't me, and it it showed. It's interesting. I'm sure how, it showed.
1: It's interesting how I feel as though this subconsciously, like the listener, connects to a song that is is an authentic. You yeah. know, it's like. Yes, on the mainstream level, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, there's songs that just are ear candy and work, but I'm saying on a general scale, like, I think humans can tell when another human's being real. Yeah. And, like, if you're, yeah. if you're putting your heart into something, I feel as though it kind of translates into yeah. the music, you know?
2: Yeah, and if you listen to some songs off of, like, Lambs and Lions, or not even Lambs and Lions, Lambs and Lions, I don't even remember what my records had on what songs were on which mm-hmm. record now, but, um, like, Eyes on You is a little Sam leaning. hmm um, then you listen to a song like, uh, and as on you, and I'll be honest, like I didn't ever think about trying to recreate something anybody else was doing when we wrote it. Right. It was just where Man, we were that record. day when we wrote it. That song. And Ashley Gorley was part of it. He's mm-hmm. was a legend. Biggest, probably most hit writer of all time. Mm-hmm. And then you go into like, If I Were Rock and Roll is my new song right now that's, it's struggling at radio. Is it? It's literally struggling at radio. And I'm like, I even had a conversation with the label and they wanted to pull it because mm. they didn't think they could get it up the charts fast enough because I told them I don't think we need 60 week singles on the radio anymore. I think right. it's fucking bad for business. Mm. I think it's bad for radio. I think it's bad for artists. Explain that.
1: Explain that for people like because we don't really dive into the music industry that much. It's fucked us. up, man. It is. It is. And I I'm I'm left of the music industry. Like I, you know, never done a record deal. Just like do it. Yeah. Do it left. And I know how like, it's just a you know, there's limitations to that, but also kind of what I was hinting at earlier about like Nashville and the country space. Yeah. is like, it's still very much in that machine
2: of like, oh no, you have to work these songs to radio. Yeah. This is what it takes. I think radio is important. I, I And I think there's good people in radio. That's what I didn't Absolutely. realize in the beginning of my career was like, oh, you got to go into this market or that market and make these people like you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a flawed part of it. I, I, I don't think you... I think it should be about the fucking music. Totally agree. If you like my song, play it. If you don't, don't.
0: Since the dawn of time, men have always loved to chug beer. In the old times of Bavaria, the men of Germany would spend their Oktoberfest drinking out of a festive beer stein. In the 1980s, fraternity brothers all over America spent their Greek week pounding beer out of a funnel. And for the last four decades, the world went silent. Then came the Chug Bud, the new revolutionary way to chug a beer. With the combination of a beer bong and a shotgun, this drinking device is scientifically proven to help you chug your beer quickly and easily. Oh, and did I mention it fits in your pocket? Go to chugbuds.com and use promo code YNK69 to get 10% off your entire order. That's chugbuds, C-H-U-G-B-U-D-S dot com, and promo code YNK69 to get 10% off your entire order. Chugbud your beard just got a new best friend i mean i think
1: weirdly even though never making a country song our fan base is probably closest to that vibe of person vibe of people for sure very strong in like the midwest you know america like the you know and like it really is how i built uh, what we've built is like almost i'm sure you can relate to this like you're campaigning it's literally like town to town like Go, I'll go play Never Step Foot in fucking Montana and play a 400-person bar show and then go four hours, play five shows in Montana, you know, just yeah. literally campaigning in these towns. You I know? played in
2: Montana. I think it was Billings was the first time I ever played in Montana. Now Montana's like my second home. Love that. But yeah. I played in Billings one time, and I was like, never send me back to this fucking place. <laughs> they hated me. And that was nine years ago. Yeah. Um, I I yelled at a dude on stage one time. Did you? That was give me the bird, (laughs) way the fuck back, festival outside of wherever Montana, and I called him up to the front. I would still like to have a beer with this guy. Yeah, literally would like to have a beer with this guy to apologize one. Yeah, like hey man, you would give me the bird, so fuck you back. But (laughs) yeah. I'm sorry that I went off on you. Right. That wasn't fair. Because he was—he didn't like my music. He didn't like the pop new way of thing. That was right. when FGL was popping off. Right. And I was kind of part of that in the beginning. Now I kind of get it. Yeah. Because I go out to Montana all the time. And I'm, I'm not cruising around wanting to listen to no matter where we go, yeah. no matter what we <laughs> do. Like, i don't want to hear that shit yeah i want to hear corb lund singing about getting down on the mountain mm-hmm. like, that's what i want to fucking hear yeah when i'm out there and and that's a
1: i mean but like making music and art it's it's all obviously subjective it's just like you know you you said something in the kitchen i wanted to get to it's just like for me it's like it's about the music and it's about you know you're talking about the style of music you want to make and it, it, I feel like it's interesting and it's something to highlight as an artist. Like you change as a person when you've been yeah. doing it as long, long I've been doing same. it a long time too. Mm-hmm. Like you go through the ebbs and flows of life and there's a time where you wanna hear, no
2: matter what mm-hmm. we do. Absolutely. I personally there's, do right now. Yeah. You know
1: what I mean? That's so what I'm saying is like, as long as you're as long <laughs> I as you love as
2: you're, that you just say that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> for real though. I, it's a catchy like and we're on we like that catchy, You know, I love I love that side from you, you know. But yeah. at the same time it's like country is also one of those spaces that kind of has that like protective like they're a little protective of like what country is you yeah. know and and we're in an era where it's being molded and there's you know a lot of 808s and drums even legends are doing songs with 808s country legends are doing songs with you know digital drums and, and 808s uh, because uh, you uh, know Billy Ray
2: Cyrus would. Billy Ray Cyrus, a uh, fucking legend, yeah. you know,
1: Tim McGraw, those guys, like, yeah. they, they don't shy away, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's, I think that's cool, but I also understand the the longtime country fans who, there's a sanctity to it that you want to protect, yeah. you know, Yeah. and it's also, you you know, that story right there, it reminds me of, I've had some, some epi- like, sometimes on stage where, when you've done it this long, you know, I think people take this, well, at least people who have never been a public figure in any way, um, when you've been in the public sphere for so long, you know, like, you grow up. You're watching men, you know, boys become men. You're watching guys go through things, like, and you have no idea what they're going through. But, like, it's really kind of funny to look back and, like, you have those grimace kind of moments at yourself. We've been on stage for yeah. fucking 10 years playing thousands of shows. So you have those moments where you say, hey, fuck you. Like, remember, I've had, I've had multiple times, usually with the venue and shit.
0: Your necklace acting up. My
1: necklace yeah. making noise. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like,
2: it's, uh, it's interesting when you're like, oh, I'd love to have a beer with that guy because that's how I feel. Yeah, that dude, I'd way. like to apologize because, I, I dude, I cussed him out. I gave him, him the bird back. I said, get the fuck up here. I wanted to fight him. Yeah. I, and I was ready.
0: <laughs> Mike, have That's you done that to a fan up. before? Have I ever fought a fan? No, like yelled at a fan on stage. I've heard you yell at the staff many a times. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I haven't necessarily, I, I, I haven't I necessarily remember.
1: yelled at a fan. No, yeah. off the top of the head, but I've had those moments on stage where it's just like, ooh, I, I did not handle that correctly. Yeah. You know,
2: I've I, done it twice. Once, yeah. the other was in Nebraska, mm. which is dumb because it's like Nebraska, Montana, all the way out, like the Midwest. There's a lot of parts of the country I would have never expected people to care about me, and they do. Mm -hmm. In Nebraska, another thing happened. This one was, I sat down and I heard in the talk back, I heard a guy say, he was just yelling, fuck you, fuck you. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) So I got up and cussed him out he tried to get him on stage too and hey come on let me kick security, your ass security never lets it happen <laughs> and for all i know he, he could have got up there and beat the ever-living shit out of me Probably i don't not. fucking know you're a big boy big athlete but i knew and he messaged me on instagram after and this is back when i was on instagram and he, he messaged me and said i don't remember what he said but at the end of it i was like hey man i just looking back on that i'm, I'm sorry man I, I shouldn't have done that i love that fuck you for saying what you said but I shouldn't have yeah. called you out in front of all these people who you're defenseless against. Mm-hmm. That was on me. I love and that. I'm sorry about
1: that. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it's, it's uh, again, pointing to the amount of time you spent in the game. To have those, mo- to have those moments you can count on one hand is, is a pretty good feat. You know what I mean? It it's being...
2: two. <laughs> for real. Two or three that I remember. But I think, for, for me, I always wanted it to be about, I wanted a tour, and I wanted to get my music out there. Right. That was my most important thing because I came from Survivor, mm-hmm. which was a TV show. Is still is. I guess. Yeah. So let's let's.
1: I'd like to. There's a, there's a lot to cover because you've you've been in the game I have and a again weird you're fucking a, life.
0: you're a fucking legend. Yeah. We
1: can take as much time as you need. Okay. You know? Cool. How, how long able.
0: ago were you on Survivor? How, how, how long ago was that?
1: I saw a thing on the internet before we, like I forget who said it. it was like how's how do like what's Chase Rice... what did Chase Rice what's he famous for like the, and hinting towards like he's had. <laughs> He just I had. Like, a bunch. I don't care about any of that. There, and that's and there, that's that's the dopest. There's part. people
0: that were on show. like I didn't know Morgan was on one of them singing shows. I didn't know that like Theo Vaughn was on like, yeah yeah some MTV show right. like like I I never knew about these things until I see him on like TikTok right. I wonder if TikTok
2: now is the new <laughs> way of doing what we did. Morgan Theo like, yeah. Oh, it really yeah. kind of is. Kind of is. Kinda I think it is. is. Yeah. It's not like somebody was telling me earlier. Like it's not like back in the day when when Leo and uh DiCaprio. Uh, mm-hmm. mcconaughey and all them were running around hollywood mm-hmm. that now there's a different dude there's a new there's a new famous person in town oh a yeah new way of being famous oh yeah i mean bro we've, we've lived we lived in los angeles for
1: about seven years from the time i was there to the end i mean i watched it get i mean the mo- the paparazzi's running around chasing their, their like 18 year old kids chasing them around right now right now tiktokers youtubers are the most famous people in hollywood really? by by far like actually oh, were we just talking about that no i'm saying like that actual that element of you know talking about tiktok is just like not they're it used following to be
2: around tiktokers
1: you'd be shocked like they're they're the guy in in los angeles right now those are the most popular famous mm-hmm. people my thing is
2: popularity at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter if you can't look yourself in the mirror and be like, damn, I did a good fucking job today. Yeah. And when I walk off stage or walk into my bedroom mm-hmm. and brush my teeth at night after a day of writing a song where I'm like, God dang, man, I can't stop thinking about this one.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That for me, and I'm sure it'll change mm-hmm. over time and we'll be dinosaurs at some point, but mm-hmm. that for me is when I can walk off stage or, or live a day where I'm like, fuck, I was good today, man. Mm-hmm. I and, and it's not a it is a pride thing, but it's not a being, you know, too prideful to to boast. It's more about like, damn, I'm fucking proud of what I did. Today. Yeah. And if you can do that, and if TikTokers are doing that, then fuck, good for them. But yeah. for me, that's not what I what I enjoy. What right. I enjoy is writing a song. I enjoy we're about to go into my literally a living room like Similar to this, mm-hmm. a little more country looking, I guess. To mm-hmm.
3: it's
2: in my farm in Nashville. We're gonna record my record. Um, it's Oscar Charles is gonna produce it. Jay Joyce produced my last song, which is fucking awesome because Legends. Jay Joyce is a fucking legend. Mm-hmm. Jay Joyce, if if people are wondering too about like maybe rock and roll, if I were rock and roll, which is the song, mm-hmm. to me that's the the start of my whole new life. And that's because it's more me than anything. It was me and a guitar sitting on the couch, the in the couch in the living room where mm-hmm. I'm about to record my next record. Love that. And Jay Joyce sat down and and listened to my music for the first time since Ready Set Roll, because he turned me down. He was like, no, nah, fuck no, I don't I don't want to work with this guy. Mm-hmm. That was a you know, version I heard anyway, eight mm-hmm. nine years ago. Yeah. And then ten years later, Jay Joyce, who's Jay Joyce for anybody don't know is is Eric Church mm-hmm. is his probably biggest but he was cagey elephant he was rock and roll mm. and he ended up wanting to record if I were rock and roll with me we did two songs go in the studio absolutely had a fucking blast with him it was like man this is a dream come true for me to get to work with Jay and and, and you know create what was such a big inspiration for me which was eric church you mm-hmm. know, you know he's, we're from the same area mm-hmm. luke Combs says the same thing he's like mm-hmm. eric eric was a big inspiration for him mm-hmm. but we're going a different direction on the record because i want first of all i think jay's kind of he wants to do more rock and roll he's he's kind of fed up with country <laughs> i don't know why but that's jay and he's yeah. the fucking best and i don't care yeah. He's he's awesome yeah But Oscar Charles is a new guy that's hungry as fuck, and we're going to record a whole record in my house in a living room with real drums, real guitars, real instrumentation, not the track stuff, and we're going to go do – we don't even know what songs we're recording yet, Mm. and we're going to make a record. And that, for me, is the most comforting thing when I lay my head down at the pillow – of the bed that I'm recording that record at I'm gonna mm-hmm. be like damn we're fucking making something special yeah. And if other people don't think it's special down the line I don't really give a fuck because mm-hmm. it's 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 the best that I can do right and it's the
1: most me that I can do I feel like laying your head when you lay down at night and you can actually feel like it really doesn't matter when you can detach from the actual external results and you're like yo this is truly genuinely what I want to do yeah. and I'm putting my best foot forward towards it. That's an easy, that's kind of like a hack. It's like a cheat code to at least be happy, you know, at least be able to sleep at night knowing, bro, you can, there's times where you, you have, you know, you've kind of hinted at it, like where you have success with something and people are, there's so many artists that have, you know, songs that are widely accepted yeah. and celebrated, but if, if, if it kind of felt cheap to them or, you know, it just wasn't something that they actually genuinely yeah. connected with personally, it doesn't feel as good, you yeah. know, so do you feel do you feel like the stuff that you you've made in the past you don't really generally speaking you don't like to stand next to it at this right now
2: so that's what I was gonna say, like Eddie texted me my day-to-day manager and Josh, who's at uh, Sony ATV who's the or I guess one of the, Sony publishing whatever mm-hmm. called science songwriters He was like, man, don't be ashamed of that that's what led you because I was a rookie I all of a sudden at twenty five years old which is not young in the grand scheme of like being a yeah, rookie. If you're yeah. a rookie in the NFL at 25 you're yeah. old. Mm-hmm. At 25 years old I was thrown in the fire of country music which is, you know, yeah, that was post me losing my football career, post me losing my dad. Mm. And that's like, you're fucking lost as, as you can be mm-hmm. at that point in your life so what are you going to do? And for me, it was, we sat on a couch, it was me, Brian, and, and Jesse Rice who's, another writer in town and we wrote cruise in 2010 and all of a sudden when that happened and that blew up that one worked like <laughs> holy shit
0: well take so it so don't
2: tell me you don't like the song cruise <laughs> right now i love it
1: everyone it's loves it's so that song.
2: fucking good
0: <laughs> no. don't ever be a but it
1: wasn't
2: me as a like if i could play it i'd play it as a ballad on guitar like, yeah that's my thing
1: yeah it's just like you're I,
2: just i obvi- prefer the nelly remix personally <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah dude like technically i've written a song with nelly that's pretty fucking wild man it's it's i mean this is part of
1: this podcast i like always tell the guys i'm sitting across like the reasons you know guys especially just you know successful men and guys who are hungry have that competitive spirit like it's never enough you know it's never enough and then when you do shit like you kind of try to find a way to like not pat yourself on the back too much and you, know, it's, it's, you, part, keep, you want more, you want it's more. Part of, it's part of being great. It's why you're great, you know? Because if you celebrated it and you just lived every, you know, bast in your own glory all the time, that's not, that's not healthy either. Yeah. But I do think, like, you know, you, you've put together a string of successful, successful endeavors as a man. Like, to be able to, what you just said, just like 25. And I can relate to that so much, bro. I had no idea what, what I was doing or had any idea if music could work for me and like totally on a whim and totally following your intuition and like you're being rewarded for that, yeah. for following your intuition and your successes, no matter what they look like to you, like it doesn't take away the tangible facts that like you went somewhere, you fucking put your head down <laughs> and you you got a bunch of W's, bro. You strung a bunch of wins together, which is really hard. As you get older, you realize how hard that is in life. It doesn't even matter if it's like, Rich and famous, just everyday life, stringing wins together where you can fucking succeed. Life's not it, fucking easy. It's not easy. And take care of yourself and take care of your family and live a comfortable life and all those things. Like, even, like, that was the first thing I was gonna say is what you say, the same thing your manager said was like, I wouldn't be ashamed of any of this shit you've no. done. I don't, I'm not saying you are,
2: yeah. but just like. I, was, I have been before though. I've been like, man, ready, set, roll. Really, Saint Lance Roll, like it's got a robot in it. But that was also me, Chris De Stefano, and Red Akins in a room. First time we'd ever written.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And Chris De Stefano, in my mind, was a legend at that point. He wasn't. And I would look back. I'm like, God dang, I was one of his first hits. Mm. I'm not ashamed of that at all. Yeah, I got to know a guy that is incredibly talented at what he does, and he's going to go down as one of the best writer producers. Mm that country music's ever yeah, seen. Yeah, Um, Red Akins is going to go down as one of the best writers that country music's ever seen. Mm-hmm. That's Thomas Rhett's dad. Mm-hmm. And I was a part of that. That's fucking, there's no way I'm going to be ashamed of mm-hmm. that. And and also on top of that, they're good people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to enjoy that. I'm going to enjoy that part of my life looking back. Also as a 25, 26 year old guy, I guess I was back then. <sighs> Man, that that's that's something like I wrote Ready Set Roll, left the studio that day, and went down to some weird ass restaurant that Nashville had in the Gulch. I don't mm-hmm. even know it was right next to the studio in the in rhythm mm-hmm. apartments that we wrote at. And I went down and celebrated round here with Brian and Tyler from mm-hmm. the FGL. Yeah. The guys. And and I remember thinking like, hell yeah. Yeah, You guys are fucking killing it. And I just wrote a song that's going to change my life. And it has. Mm-hmm. But it's all led me to where I am right now, yeah. which is a different place, which was Jay Joyce, to to his credit, he never wanted to hear an Eric Church demo. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to hear Eric singing into his phone. Mm-hmm. And on my next record, uh, Jay's not ended up doing the record, but he, he's going to be all over the record mm-hmm. because... I'm not sending Oscar any demos. Mm. I'm, it's just me and a guitar, and there's Love songs that. that have been mids that I've turned into ballads because I was like, man, I just, it's just how I want to play it today. Yeah, and there's songs that are ballads that are going to turn into hits, and mm-hmm. and there's song about, songs about dogs that are. There's a song called I might name my next record. Is that your dog? Yeah, Steve. I, I saw Steve. I was like, Is Steve the owner? Or? Yeah, yeah. He is the, the owner. name. He is the owner. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Steve, actually.
1: Mr. Steve. He's the CEO. He's just fucking. <laughs> we're the employees. Hey, know? Steve. What, he's knocked Steve out. Steve. What's up, Who big is boy? A good boy?
2: Who's the good boy? That's the good boy. Oh yeah.
1: He gets well fed over we're here. Talking about your inspiration, <laughs> you dude. Get... I got
2: a I got a black lab now. Yeah. So there's there's a there's a song about a a dog on the next record. That's actually more about my buddy. Almost killed himself. Oh, wow. Literally put the gun to his head and everything and, and looked down at his dog. And his, his, uh, his dog tilted his head. It was like, he kind of realized what he was doing, like, what the fuck? Threw the wow. gun down. and I love that. And so I, he, he came up. He was like, bro, you should write a song. This is four years after all that trash happened in his life, depression, all that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, bro, you should write a song about a guy in his truck driving around with his dog. And I just started dying laughing. I was like, that's the most cliche shit I've ever heard. <laughs> that's never been done before. <laughs> and then three days later, I I, I wrote, it's called Bench Seat. It's going on my next record. And I wrote that, just me and a guitar.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that was because of Jay Joyce. Because all Jay wanted to hear was um, just me and a guitar. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I kept thinking, "Like, who am I going to write this with? Who am mm-hmm. I going to finish it with? And I kept writing. I was like, "Fuck! I'm not gonna finish it with anybody. This this song's right in itself." Yeah. And uh, it's called Seat. Mm-hmm. and it's it's the best song I've ever probably written in my life. And it, and I had the whole uh, you know music video for it. It tells a story in the music video that's that tells a different story than the song probably, mm-hmm. but it's my version of what I wanted to write that day. Mm-hmm. And and there's another song on it called "All Dogs All Dogs Go to Hell." Mm-hmm. All dogs like, go to hell. Yeah, <laughs> and that. it's obviously not what you're. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, obviously, I don't think any dog goes to hell. Yeah, but well, maybe some. But <laughs> man, it's it's uh, it's just real shit that I that I want to write. So you're
1: just going, you're going truly organic on this. Like it's just going, it's just back to your back to the fucking basics. You. That's you know. how
2: the base, the basics are starting. it. Like just me and a guitar. That's it. Right. And then we're gonna figure out what yeah, the yeah. fuck happens after that. I love. I it. don't know. I love it. You
1: seem genuinely excited about. I'm fired up about it. Now, when you said earlier, you like, there's been moments in your career where you're ashamed. Just, just why? Because you feel like you're, you didn't
2: feel, you couldn't stand next to the shit you're doing. Personally, didn't like love it yourself. I don't think I was ashamed of it at the time. I think I'm ashamed, or I thought I might be ashamed of it. Looking back, like, like I'm saying, like, Ready Set Roll Mm -hmm. is a song. It was my first single ever. I think it's couple of times platinum now. Is that good? A couple of times platinum.
0: <laughs> Did I break it? I want, my, I want
2: my next plaque to say a couple of times. Not not two times, right? a couple of times, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I looked back on it for a couple of years there and I was like, man, that was so not me. I need to go more redneck and rock and like no, that yeah. was you at the time. That was me at the time, so I, I don't I don't look back on it now and I'm ashamed of it. Yeah. But I know it wasn't why I got into music right. in the first place. Yeah, it's an interesting. That's I'm I'm
1: interested because I'm just trying to you know I'm 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 applying putting myself in in your shoes and like I I definitely can relate to. I look back. I mean, literally, you know, I've gone through a rebrand from Mike. It was Mike Stud and. There's many things I look back from those era, that era, and I grimace, and I'm like, "But you, you know, said that, like, next... that
0: back then, like that was authentic to you." Is I was that,
1: just—that's what I was just gonna... like. You
0: were Mike Studd. That's, that's what like, I'm getting. As grimacing as that name was, that's who you were. Yeah,
1: but even even like just the, you know actual pieces of art themselves, the songs. I you know there's certain ones that I I've, I hear promise in it, you know, but like just wouldn't ever do it now. It came from a place of just being green and just, but what I, kind of of the point I wanted to get to is just like, I kind of had a perspective switch where I realized like every single thing is necessary to to your arrival. You know, like it's so necessary. And like, even those feelings of shame or, you know, like I've gone through those phases. It's really an interest, like retrospectively realizing that like, all those missteps, they become part of you. Like they, they, they become part of you in a graceful way. You know, right. like there, there's. It gives you that. It makes you who you are. They shape you when you have those realizations. Like, oh, I don't want to be that. You know, but, but also thinking like, yo, there are moments in time. You know, like you're talking about a song. I asked you what I asked this guy what makes him, you know, what was the feeling of shame? And he's, you know, referencing a song that's double platinum. You know, like which most people. In the world, Nashville, you walk down the fucking street in Nashville, you hear a bunch of amazing, talented people just singing for for nobody. People are eating their food, not even paying attention. You know, so I'm trying to put your perspective on just like, you know, like your misses are, aren't misses. You know, like in a sense of every single step has kind of gotten you to this place where you're sitting here and you're excited to do the shit that you're doing now. You know, and like just because it's not necessarily aligned with you You know, being who you are exactly, you're still making great art that people are connecting
2: with. You know, like. I think also, too, as soon as you have success, no matter what, people are like, oh, he's gonna lose it. mm -hmm. And I include myself included, I'm like, that's a worry. Two hit songs in a row, oh, I'm gonna go off the rails. It's like, that doesn't have to happen. Yeah. You could also just enjoy success. Yeah. Healthy, in a healthy way. Healthy. Yeah. And. Now, shit, I'm not even sure I'm enjoying it the healthy way now. I, I, I don't know, uh, but I know that's interesting. But I know that I'm making music that I want to make now, and and then at the same time, you got to make sure for me that's important for me to always make sure that my mom's all right with where I'm at in life. Like mm-hmm. if your mom's not all right with where you, where you are in life, yeah. For me anyway, my mom. That's my game big time. She's yeah. a good person. Like, <laughs> you, you got yeah. a shitty mom, then <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I want to redirect that, but. Like, for me, it's important to know my family, my niece, my nephew, all of them are on board with where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And if I'm doing that while also making music that a fuckload of people want to hear, I'm like, God dang, I, I can't think of a better job than that. Mm. Are it's, you at- uh, Tomorrow night we're playing wherever the Suns play. We yeah. were going to a game last night, and I'm like, man. I, it was, uh, we played Madison Square Garden on this tour and my niece my nephew my other nephew didn't get to come because my brother didn't want to deal with new york city right now because of mandates and all that that's just he's just like nah, i don't want to deal with it yeah (laughs) and but my brother his wife my mom and uh kim her friend were there okay and i'm looking up and i'm like god dang like okay do you play little... Madison Square Garden. That's cool. For me, it wasn't as cool because it's not my show. I'm opening it up for Kane Brown. Yeah, I'm not numb to that. Like, I get it. It's his show. Yeah, it's cool to get to do, but I, it's not really going to be special to me until it's mine. Right. But at the end, I still walked off, and I was like, like, oh shit! I, I stopped the whole <laughs> show, and I was like, I, I'm expecting like third, fourth row. I'm like, god dang, Why well, haven't I have not seen my family this whole show? Kane Brown, if you're listening, like can we get some better tickets for family? <laughs> I look up, up third in the fucking, fucking rafters. I'm like, I stopped the whole show. I'm like,
0: where is Addie and Daddy? Where's my <laughs> mom? Mom!
2: So I, so I said Addie and Daddy, my dad? niece and nephew. And I'm like, and they're way the fuck up there. I'm like, okay, fuck. I just want you both to know I love you so much. I'm glad I got to spend the day with you. What a moment. It was awesome. It a literally moment. almost made me start crying. Yeah. And then I walk off stage and I'm like, holy that was cool. Do you have um?
1: Do you do you feel like you've had enough of those moments with yourself?
2: Yeah, I enjoy. You do enjoy yeah, absolutely. Good. I take those in. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 important.
1: Yeah. Because you you mentioned you know you're not sure if you're enjoying the success in a healthy matter, like uh, it's you know we talk about it a decent amount. Just the success itself, um, you know. And fame when especially when fame's attached to when success. When fame's
2: evolved it's, it's, it's fucking a bunch of shit.
1: And like if you think about what fame is, it's a man made construct. It's it's not normal for it's not real. It's it's an illusion, you know. Fame is an illusion. It's yeah, not real. It's not it's not a normal thing for humans like to feel like b- everyone else is watching them and it can it can change you. It can change your being. You can you can be a really you know, it can, I've I've I have friends who have I've seen it change and yeah. And you know who they are. You know who they are deep down. And just the shell is, it's almost like the shell is formed, you know, through. If you
2: couldn't have this conversation, if you need a bunch of security, if you need a bunch of other people around you in my, for me. Yeah. And I'm not going to talk to other people. But for me, if I needed that and that started happening and my mom needed to start to text somebody else to get to me or about something, it's like, no, mom just hit me up. It went too far. It,
1: it went too, too far. far. It went yeah. too far. Yeah. Where We've been talking about this the whole time, kind of why I never wanted to. I, I always had a vision we could do it this way. And, like, you know, I, I'm, trust me, I want to be successful. All the same th- things you're talking about. I want, I want people to fucking love the art I make and make them feel good and be moments, you know, to, uh, fucking songs to their life that they live, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah? He was, I love that. Country guy coming on and smoking <laughs> with me. Hand me the bat.
2: <laughs> this is another thing. Here you go, sir. I almost wrote this song with Earn and uh Oh Ern will smoke with Ern <laughs> can smoke with with anyone. He can smoke. I've seen it. He can smoke. <laughs> I had the longest round of eighteen holes I've ever had with
1: Ern. Oh yeah.
2: Oh my <laughs> Felt God. Felt like thirty six. Yeah, because hole three, we Co- were a couple drinks in I'm between. There like, oh, man. You know Ern's sober right now. Is he really? Yeah, Good. you got. I mean, I love living life. That's the thing too. Is like if I'm too dependent on that or this or
0: anything, well, he's, yeah. a, he's a daddy now. Get he it gotta, away from me. Yeah, he got to keep his shit together. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, he
1: does. So I brought I brought Ern on. I brought Ern on. He, I met Ernest. Uh, when was that? But fuck, that was a while ago now. But it was, it was. I think it was 2018. Within an hour of being at Big Loud, I said, "You're coming on tour with me."
2: Just loved him. He didn't even have songs. He was yet. rapping at the time. He was rapping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was he Snow? Well, or he was. He, he was. He was. He was
1: just he's Ernest just K. Been, just just Ernest. turned to Ernest K. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I love. I love. It. It's just a constantly evolving character. <laughs> yeah. wow. well, look, yeah. look he's Look at him now. Fucking Urn. Look at him now, right? I, I don't think he can go any shorter than Earn. I think Earn <laughs> might be. I think he's arrived, at Earn. But man, I, within an hour, I was like, "You're coming." He's, and he's like, "Man, like, I don't really even have like songs." I was like, "I don't care." I don't like, care because comments. I just I saw it. People love him. Yeah. Like saw, when he,
2: he
0: came out to Troubadour. Have you been to Troubadour? Yeah. We played there yeah. a few times back in the day. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, no. Troubadour no, no he's talking shit. about in Nashville. Oh, I thought you meant the LA one. My bad. Yeah, no, no. Yeah.
1: yeah. Is that a golf course? No, this is the Nashville golf course. Oh, he's, you're talking about
2: the venue. Oh, the oh my venue. bad. Yeah, yeah, the venue in LA. Yeah. Is that thinking.
0: closed down now? It could be. I don't know. I think it's
2: closed down after. COVID we left. Stages. So, yeah, it might have been. But Ernest Earn was at Troubadour with me and we're starting to light up after and i i grew up don't do that it's yeah. not a good thing mm-hmm. and i'm a big believer of like nothing's a good thing if you're relying on it like just, right. just live the way you want to live but if, if you have to have it it's probably a fucking problem mm-hmm. and we're on hole three and light we're, up a big we're smoking one. a little bit Ern and i start talking and i was like man i just hope this never gets out that i do this <laughs> it's out that i've smoked weed yeah like, yeah really that's a problem <laughs> yeah and it's because i grew up and my dad was very against it and yep I, I don't really necessarily blame him i i don't know yeah how he he was raised a very different way and absolutely and my dad was the best dad you could ever absolutely ever ask for yeah but that was not acceptable and yeah. it still wouldn't be today
1: but also think about it your dad didn't isn't currently in this era where there's there's the knowledge the knowledge of like its benefits there there was legitimately a smear there was a smear campaign against marijuana in
2: his era right it was it was don't do it you're gonna go to hell it
1: was literally a smear campaign you know what i mean so like jail or hell yeah there to
2: keep kids off drugs exactly you know so obvious
1: like you know it's just a different it's a new set of data that, like, really wasn't privy, he
2: wasn't privy to, you know? Yeah, and I don't even pay attention to the data. I pay attention more to I feel. if I feel. can still be a great uncle, be a great son, be a great brother, and all that, and that doesn't take away from that, then, I, then yeah. I'm, I want it in my life. If that gets in the way of me doing that, then I don't want it in my life. Nothing. Yeah. But and to go back to the story, mm-hmm. we were on hole three, and I looked at Ern, urn, and I was like, man, I'm going to be honest. If my mom saw a sheet of paper that had what I've done while I've been on that, which is mm-hmm. you know liquor, beer, whatever, mm-hmm. you get too fucked up one night, too drunk. If my mom sh- saw a sheet of paper that had all the things I've done on that, and another sheet of paper that had all the things I've done on this, mm-hmm. it's like this one's eat pizza. Enjoy, have, enjoy things. Have, have great sex. Yeah. Enjoy the finer things. Uh, relaxed. I watched a movie. Maybe started a Netflix documentary. Yeah. Literally didn't
1: harm a fucking soul. You know? It's a great, but over here it's with a great the, point. With
2: the, with the, with the cup? It gets, it gets dicey. I was like, I was like you ain't got Killed enough the guy. paper. Yeah. And you she, ain't got enough paper. She would And her was like, we got to write that right now. So we started, we started about seven songs that. that day. You do need to write that. We it. haven't finished it, so. But I ain't got enough papers.
3: Well, that's but hard. I think that's
2: all we got. I ain't got enough paper. That's hard. I like that concept, though. It's true. And, and Ern and I started that that day. And mm-hmm. and uh, Morgan Wallen, if you'd like to finish that one with us, we will. We'll yeah. <laughs>
1: Morgan. Gordon. Everybody wants to write with Morgan. He he dance. He'll, he'll hop right on that, take it to the moon. Morgan's my guy. We've I've had some. We had some wild. We had some wild nights. Dude, so Morgan, i He's the wild got, boy.
2: <laughs> I know he's gotten a lot of shit. He smoked me in the ribs in the Bahamas. Did he? Smoked me as hard as you can. Yeah. Close fit. He's a psycho. He's a wild motherfucker. He's he's uh extremely real though. Mm-hmm. He, he grew up in I don't know if, what the term is. Whatever you want to use, redneck, hillbilly, all that, whatever. Yeah. It it's. He grew up not far from me. He he was Tennessee side. I was North Carolina side, side of those mountains. Mm -hmm. But that's what you do. You're bored in that town. You just smoke your buddies. You get in fights. (laughs) I mean,
1: we got drunk the first night we had him over at the crib. We had probably like 30, 40 people there, mainly girls, like not a ton of people, you know, it was a closed thing. He literally just took out his pocket knife and just was like, I want to, can I cut some of your mullet off? Right. He asked me formally. He was like, can I cut? I was like, absolutely. And he just, he took mod? great pleasure in it. He cut it. I want to say I, I found locks of hair. Every single girl was honored to have.
0: He took yeah, great pleasure ahead.
1: in it. Go ahead. Take it off.
2: Oh, yeah. The girls the, yeah, the girls ate
1: it up. But I, I want to say I was finding locks of hair for the my entire stay at that house. I was there for two months. Like I, every, Everywhere I turned, that dude's just like, he's different. But he's, I will like he's such a fucking sweet guy it doesn't matter i've been like i've had you know he gets sauced up it's, we all get sauced up what you were just saying when, the you, thing is, when you get it, on a it wave it's in
2: the right place it is in the right it really place is. and i know that and I, I think you can hear that through his through him singing like, yeah you, you, can, you can hear him singing you're like man i believe what he's saying yeah and i don't think Facts. i think joey moe is a big part of his success just like he was with absolutely. with fgl absolutely with nickelback with Earn, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Hardy. Mm-hmm. I think I think Joey Moy is one of the best producers in town. He is. But I think when I hear Morgan Wallen sing, I'm like, man, I believe him. 100%. And that's 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 where he's from, man. Yeah. And and, and I know I brought him up as a joke, but. Yeah.
1: No, no, I'm a, I'm a big Morgan. You get to Morgan. know his heart. I'm I'm a, a, a good big person, Morgan man. fan,
2: the person. I like he, Morgan, if you smoke me again in the ribs, I'm going to kick your little ass. But he
1: does. If he's fucked up, he just does wild <laughs> shit.
2: He just does wild shit. But. Yeah. He's he's a good dude. Yeah. deep down, he really is. Yeah, good old boy. And and hopefully, people obviously people understand that. I think I think people believe. People that. make
1: mistakes too, you know. But it's either here nor there. All I'm knowing, like with with doing what we do and just the amount of people met and the amount of just you have so, these little pockets of relationships and you yeah. know shared time and shared space with your peers and you just. You, you kind of get this feeling, at least the guys who navigated successfully, if you've lasted as long as you've lasted or I've done been doing it. And I like
2: how in our world it's like, man, we've lasted this long. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it is. It kind of a feeling of that. It, it has a feeling of survival. It really does. It really does. But I think the, the closer you get, I really believe this, the closer you get to just, for me – Doing what I want to do with just me and a guitar. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to play the, where the Suns play, mm-hmm. tomorrow night, I'm going to play a song called Key West in Colorado. I'm coming. So the other night, I wasn't even, I, I've i never actually said this out loud. Yeah. But the other night, I was so fed up with, like, getting drug here, drug there. I was like, why am I, I don't feel like I can enjoy what I do. And then all of a sudden, I put my inner ears in, and I was On the stairs that go up to the stage, and you're about to walk into fifteen thousand people—fucking arena full of people—an arena full of people, and you're gonna sing to a bunch of people that aren't there for you. Mm. They're there for Kane Brown, Mm -hmm. but you got to convince them that you're good. And I, for the first time in a long time, I was like, man, I cannot wait for the lights to go down and me to walk on because then I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't have to hear from anybody. Mm. For the next hour, I know that I am singing songs to people Mm -hmm. that just want to fucking hear me sing for whatever fucking reason. They want to hear me sing. And that was the most relieving thing that I've had in a long time because I didn't, it wasn't work. I I got to go just hang out and just be me Mm -hmm. and sing songs and, for an hour of my life, I didn't have to answer to anybody. And it was the coolest fucking feeling in the world. That's a great point. I've and, never heard
1: anyone say it like that. I, I can relate to
2: that. I just remember walking on stage being like, oh, like take a deep breath like, man, I just get to do this for an hour. Holy shit. I'm, I'm, I, I think it, it it sounds cliche, but it was like, man, I just get to be me for an hour. I don't have to bullshit. And when you get to that point in your life, mm-hmm. in your career, or however you're creating, or mm-hmm. or living, if you're not – there was a later day at the golf course. It was like – I said, how are you doing? She asked me all that at the halfway house at the golf course, I guess that's mm-hmm. what they call them. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm having a blast. I'm hanging out with a couple of buddies, and we're golfing. And I'm having the best Tuesday or whatever day is. I'm, you know, Wednesday is it Wednesday? Wednesday, I think. Wednesday and I was like, I'm gonna have the best Wednesday I could possibly have. She was like, I said, How are you doing? She was like, I'm having the best Wednesday I could possibly have too. I love my job. I was like, Why would you do it if you didn't?
1: That's a vibe.
2: So that's how I felt on stage that night. And I have no idea why I even brought that up. No, to be honest no, that's right cool. now. But man. No, I can relate to that hundred percent. It it's, felt good to be up there yeah. and just I mean,
1: I think I think it's uh it speaks a lot. It speaks a lot to what we've, this whole conversation's been about. You know, what is it really? What are the real things? Yeah. What are the real things for you? Like, what are?
3: Yeah.
1: What makes you tick? And just what, try to do those as much as you can. The why is what a lot of athletes
2: yeah. use, and yeah. And that's 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 my next record. That's what I'm writing, and it's a weird record for me that I'm writing. And I keep going back to music, and yeah. I normally actually try to avoid vo- music no, for some reason in
1: podcasts. podcast. It's interesting. We don't have many musicians on. I have mainly athletes. So this is it's yeah. refreshing to talk about it.
2: Yeah. A couple uh Logan, he was even talking earlier. He was like, Man, I don't want to talk about baseball. Yeah. It's like, man, once you get to the point where you want to talk about baseball, I bet he'll be a better player. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Um, even though he's a he's a stud, man. He's yeah. one of the best players coming up. Sure. He's gonna work it out.
1: He's gonna work it out. I just had him on, he was a few episodes ago. He yeah. Sat right there and we talked.
2: And he's twenty four years old and he's got the He's got literally the world right in front of him yeah. to, to go out and win a bunch of World Series. I hope he does.
0: Yeah.
1: Speaking on Logan Logan Allen, the guy we had a few. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Got his head on straight for a young guy too.
2: He does. See, yeah. He's
0: way ahead of where I was. Way ahead. Way ahead. Uh, I would have never guessed he's twenty four. Way ahead. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I want I wanna he, he, he wants to get real in his life right now. Like he's already I know, there. I know. We we talked about we have yeah, like a very cool.
1: spiritual like yeah. Oh really? Yeah. That's cool. Pretty it was a pretty serious conversation, but I was I was impressed. He's a, he's a good kid, and you know, he's he's realizing. I think it's an interesting thing as athletes. Like it's pretty hard to, and I you you could probably relate to this, um, even translating into being an artist. It's it's hard to disidentify dis- from you know, as much as it is, and you know, the whole goal is to be a completely transparent version of you. Just the public figure of aspect of it is just like this character that you play, yeah. and, like, also just, like, you know, that's not really you, right? Like, this is what you do, but it's not who you are, you know? And being able to separate, like, your success, your tangible success, like, yeah. you know, my stats, like, look, this is what I do. Look, at, look what I've sold. Look at this, you know? And, and, and not necessarily putting all of your self-worth on that. You know, and it's really hard for yeah. athletes. It's really hard for artists, I think. You know, I I challenge myself daily to not judge, you know. Like, if, if I write, like, a couple shitty songs and I don't catch a vibe for, like, a week, I literally, like, am punishing myself yeah. internally. I'm like, oh, don't, like... Oh, you're
2: beating the hell out of yourself. Yeah,
1: and, like, that is something I've I've found a great pathway to just, like, trying to break that down slowly, like, that yeah. self-talk of, like... And it's not really what life is about. Like, if I don't write a good song for the rest of my life, it doesn't, it should not take away from my human experience of, like, being happy
2: to be here, you know? Being, being alive, being yeah, present. I mean, if you're not doing that, then shit. I mean, my dad died at 57 years old, but I don't think there's a person on the planet that lived better than he did. Mm. And that's not, not to say he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, didn't have hard shit happen. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure his dad used to, who was my grandpa, Big Paul. hmm I'm, from what I've been told, he used to beat the hell out of him. Mm. But I loved Big Paul mm. more than anybody, mm-hmm. and that was the same guy that was amazing to me that was a piece of shit to, to my dad. Mm. But he eventually got there. Yeah, and that's what we're talking about, man. It's like, yeah, if you get if you get a lifetime of of getting to. Do that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. That matters a lot more than it does going up on stage and being famous. Like, who the fuck cares about it really that? Doesn't. If you get to go up and love what you do yeah. and sing a bunch of songs to a piss load of people, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You cannot beat that. Yeah, it's, it's priceless. Yeah, and and you know, I, my mom was at Madison Square Garden. Like, that was fucking special. Yeah,
1: it's a priceless moment.
2: My family was there. That was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I got to hang out with them during the day. That was more special than the show. Mm. And that to me is, uh, is that's it? life. I have a I have a song called. Uh, I know I keep bringing it back to music, but that's that's part of me starts to feel like I don't want to sell. I don't want to sell my record. I don't want to sell my song. I w- I just want you to hear it, and mm. I want you to actually believe it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That that's the most important to me. And yeah, and when cool. I have a song called Life Part of Living, and Javen brought it up, he kind of didn't want to produce it. Because uh, Eric Church has a song called Living Part of Life, mm-hmm. which is fucking awesome, too. It's the same yeah. song that came on the uh, golf course today. Yeah. But my song, Life Part of Living, is nothing like it. Uh, Message-wise, kind of, I guess, is. But yeah. it's more real. It's like, to me, it's more real. It's, it's uh, and man, it, all those things, when you figure that out, that's yeah. when you, you're you living life the right way. Yeah, And that, to me is uh is if if you can do that you're winning and it doesn't matter if you're an artist it doesn't matter if you're a baseball player yeah, it really doesn't doesn't matter if you're a football player a fucking actor famous people it doesn't fucking matter yeah that can translate to it should translate to whether you're a contractor whether you go teach every day whether you go to the hospital and work every day right. whatever that is it's like man if you live that way if everybody just lived that way, yeah, man, this this world is gonna be full of some badass people. Exactly. exactly, and that's the way it should be. Yeah. So you've you've mentioned your
1: dad a few times. How 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 old were you when he passed?
2: I was 22 when he died. Mm. Yeah, that was a tough one for me. Yeah, and, and I tough. know everybody. Like I got, I did get more out of 22 years from him than a lot of kids get in a life, like. People, it's a great realization to have. You know, older than us right now yeah. still have their dads, and they're not getting it from them, mm-hmm. and they should be. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool to see. Like, my brothers, uh, oldest brother Chad is, how old am I? 36. Shit, he's 40. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: he's just Damn,
2: Chad. You're getting old.
0: <laughs> Sucks to be Chad. Chad. <laughs> but my oldest
2: brother, Chad, is uh, that's funny. He's the best dad you could, those kids will ever ask for. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. My middle brother, Casey, I'm the youngest, he's 38. Mm-hmm. He's got a son that all he's doing today is sending us pictures, our family thread of uh, his little boy. Mm-hmm. A writing now as a lefty, mm. he's been thrown as a lefty. Mm. It's Like shit, he was like he's gonna be a lefty. Yeah, he's yeah. fired up to be a dad. Yeah, that to me is, that's real life.
1: Yeah, hell yeah, and it's uh, I don't. There isn't a better genre. There isn't a better genre to like actually be able to parlay that, that and parlay that into like real art. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's, I get the right. I get
2: to sing. I get to sing and write about that.
1: Yeah. Right, yeah, and that's a fucking. Good point that, you know that makes you <laughs> where else you want to be where else doing doing be. what else you know uh, I mean I
2: get it the sitting here drinking beer talking Yeah, about, that it's hard I like that shit that's cool it's catchy as fuck but this next next thing I'm doing I really love sitting with a guitar and yeah and you know singing. how far along are we where like where what's the timeline you think in your mind they're written the songs are written but just producing um, it out. Producing it starts the day after tour. Yeah, so you're close. Yeah. Hell yeah. The, y- y'all coming to the show tomorrow night? Yeah, we're gonna come. You gotta come. We're gonna come. Just come hang out. We'll have we we'll backstage and all that. And I guess it's been strict because yeah, COVID. You, and it's not my deal, but yeah, we're we're definitely gonna come. Just come hang on the bus, have some beers. Absolutely. We'll chop it up, brother. Smoke a little of that.
1: Smoke a little. <laughs> it. Might spark her back up. But I don't wanna. I don't wanna. There are actually some actual things. This has been an amazing conversation so far, but this is actual things. Just, we are almost getting to it. We got sidetracked, but just like your trajectory to where you are now, yeah. it's been, there's been a lot of like, you know, there's just been a, there's a lot to it. Like, you know, Carolina football, which is a, it's a major program. Like it's obviously growing up. Yeah, they got to
2: get their shit together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But a major program, especially the, you know, just coming from a small town where you are, where'd you grow up? It was North Carolina,
2: right? I was born in Daytona Beach, Florida. Okay. Um, and then I was 11 when I moved to North Carolina. Okay. I was so pissed.
1: Yeah, but you—I mean, so you were the guy. You're in a small town. You were the guy
2: who's probably the best athlete right around, or more or less. In my mind, I—I wa- I think I became one of the better ones. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we had other ballers around my hometown, but the thing I loved about my hometown is we weren't stacked with crazy like you're definitely going to d1 athletes. right we were like if you were one of those it was pretty rare mm-hmm. my brother was one mm. oldest brother chad he went to duke fuck he played football at duke
1: hell yeah um, go duke
2: had tough years when he was there mm. they it did when, they when i won three games when i first sure. got there they were fucking terrible uh, by the were, end they were
1: starting they're actually like kind of a legit you know legitimate a little I'm bit think, more legitimate well, now
2: did they just get rid of cutcliffe i think, I think they, they, they did, did. Like, fuck they're not going to get better than him he i was, like cutcliffe he was awesome. He turned that whole thing around. Dude, I saw the shit years at Duke. Oh, man. They won two national titles in basketball, but he won three football games. Yeah. Tore shoulders. Had certain empty fans. It was like. It was tough to do. Dude, that got me into. I pulled hard for, for Duke basketball in his years. Mm-hmm. I went from thanking God that UConn beat him in 99. <laughs> so you hated Duke. Hated him. Yeah. And then for four years, I was like hell yeah. yeah big bros Let's there go duke. big bros there big bros there and yeah i pulled for i still if they're not playing carolina i still pull for duke basketball.
1: you're you're a rare a guy who's you know went i didn't duke. grow up
2: in the robbery so yeah yeah
1: you're but that's a rare that's a rare like the local like north carolina like there's i can, you could probably count on one hand how many people like i know like if unc is not in it like I, I like duke you know like it's pretty much like yeah. UNC, fuck Duke. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, like, I'm not like that. Either. I went to Chapel Hill. I would go down to Chapel Hill every Sunday after our games. We played Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Sunday was the night we would party. There was nothing nothing doing in Durham. Chapel Hill. Taking on down to Chapel Hill. <laughs> he's not here. Get the big blue cup, so mm-hmm. he's not here.
2: I, shit. That's So that's what I carry on stage. I love that. Dude, I carry that he's well, the same Yeah,
1: you know, dude, damn. that's so fire.
2: <laughs> that's like awesome. my
1: favorite college bar. I have my fondest memories there, like... Did that start really
2: because somebody back in the day was thought Jordan was there. And well, some was of, the story
1: and is they would call. There was like it was Michael Jordan's you know years in North Carolina and he was just fucking God's gift, you yeah. know. And they would call. They would call in like because he would go there occasionally. They'd be like, "Is Michael there?" And, say, and they, they would, would say, here. "He's, not, he's here. not here." Yeah, you know. So <laughs> literally, call it, he's not. Yeah.
3: Hey,
2: real quick, can I piss
1: real quick? Yeah, yeah let's take we a piss. can take break. a pee break. Yeah. yeah. Let's do That's it. Perfect. I need one too. I told him you never know. <laughs>
0: Hey, how are you? Uh, the guys talked for a really long time, so we split this episode into two parts. You just listened to part one, and part two will be releasing in two weeks on the next episode. Thanks for tuning into the YNK Podcast. We'll see you next time.
1: I told them you never know.